0: A whole lot of folks here, but to never make the next step. And doeth them. It may be eternity. It might be that you are a church member. It might be that you are religious. It may even be that you are assured... But just maybe tonight, God would allow to drop the covers off and for the first time realize, "Mm, do I really know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. The rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and notice, and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. We'll stop right there. You read the rest of that passage, you would know that the rain came, the wind blew, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Tonight, with the help of God, I want to look at this thought of friction. We looked last week at foundations. Tonight we want to look at friction. Let's go throne of grace. Brother George Brown, how about you praying? Amen. No one builds without understanding elements. Michael, I don't know what we need to do back there, but we're not working, son, okay? No one builds without understanding. There we go, thank you. No one builds without understanding elements. Rain, snow, wind, every building is subject to the elements. And it is the elements that test and decide if a job has been done well or if it's not been done well. Michael and Matthew, uh, his brother, moved my house. And when they got done, it looked good. The shingles were straight. They cleaned up all the mess. Everything looked so very, very good. But you know, the truth was, the test came when it come a real good hard rain. And I am so thankful it didn't leak. Or he wouldn't make a good illustration. And so as it rained hard, I went through the house looking... Because in reality, that would decide if it was built well or if it wasn't built well. Much like a plumber. He can put all the pipes right, everything fitted together, make sure everything's glued just right. But the ultimate test is when you turn on the water, if you got a leak, it ain't done right. And, and that goes with any kind of construction, electrical, whatever It is. One of the truths tonight we need to understand is this. Whatever you and I build, it's going to be tested. In Job chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, and I want you to listen. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God, and he eschewed evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters, His substance also was 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 she-asses, and a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. This man literally was the richest man. But just in a moment of time, the sunny skies turned dark as you had ever seen them. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing, the donkeys feeding beside them, and the Sabaeans fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I and I and only am I. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. And while he was yet speaking, there came also another. I, I, if you are accustomed to marking your Bible, there came also another. There came also another. When one would end, and I, there's no reason to not believe that when once. When one servant got done, there was another in line. While he was yet speaking, there came also another. and said, The fire of God is falling upon heaven. and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I only am escaped alone. Tell thee. And while he was yet speaking, there came also another. Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. And while he was yet speaking, there came also another. Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. Behold, there come a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house. And it fell upon the young men. And they are dead. And I only am escaped. Long to tell thee. Three verses in 42 chapters. Three verses gives us sunny days. 41 was chapters tell us about the dark days. Whoa. And then when you get to chapter 2, he's covered with bulls and then said his wife and him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. That word curse is translated here, Blessed only four times in the Bible. Literally, here's what she said. Won't you bless God and die? Bless God and die. It's a word of mockery. Literally, she was saying, if you were speaking this today, she would say, won't you just bless God and die? That's what she was saying. And so we find that turn was one of mockery, and I love this. Job said, Thou speakest, one of the foolish women speakest. Why shall we accept good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil in all this? Did not Job sin with his lips? If you mark your Bible, you ought to mark that right there, because that's what gets us in trouble so many times. But how do we build something? How do we build something? Now, I told you last week, we, there's a good chance we may have to build a physical building before this year's out. Last Sunday Sunday school last week was unbelievable. One, one class had 16 kids in it, and next class had 15, 16, so it's slowly building. And, but the, tonight I 'm talking about in this series, not just a physical building. How do you prepare to build your life? For the glory of God We looked last week and we've seen how That there was a foundation stone And foundation substance And foundation surety Tonight as we look at this thought And move from foundation We move into friction As you come to the end of this chapter Where this story is given There he concludes with three great Lessons Let me share them with you. First of all, we see there is the lesson of spiritual choices. In this chapter, there were given three major choices that you make. Let me just stop right here and say this. God deliver us from blaming everybody else for the mess our choices create for us. Amen. If there's anything we uh, so must have today in our hour is is an honesty with our own heart and our own self to say these choices have created my mess. And it's not someone else's fault, it's mine. But in this he talks about spiritual choices that were made and there were three of them. First of all, there were two gates. Don't miss this. This is personal. In Matthew seven thirteen and 14, Enter ye at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. He is describing a personal choice and two separate ways. There is a broad way. There is a narrow way. That broad way leads to an eternity in hell without God. And the Bible says there's many going that way. He said there is another way. There is a straight gate. Narrows a way. He said there's few. One of the challenges that that I've had to face and that is this and I can't make choices for my children when our children become adult children, and by the way this, this may this may mess some of you up I hope it doesn't, but until your children are grown, you need to be that prudent God and you need to make those choices but here but when they become adult children, we lose the we, we can't make those choices. And then as we grow older, we can make the choices of our grandchildren. Because ultimately, it is the parents that has a place to make that choice. So I realize this, however. I can pray for them. Hallelujah. I tell you this. I can help them if they ask me. Number three, I can love them. Amen. But ultimately, we have to make our own choices. And tonight... A pastor can't make this choice for you. I would if you were lost. If I could, I would. Paul went to the point of saying, If I could, I would go to hell, that my nation would be saved. That's what he said. Here tonight, can I ask you a question? Which, way are you, which road are you on? Which gate are you, have you entered into? Two gates. There's a broad gate. That leads to destruction. And there is a narrow gate that leads to life eternal. Let me help you here tonight. I know that, and I, you say, I'm going to shock you. I wish this could be so. I really do. But there's no purgatory. There's no in between. There's no There's no. There's no other opportunity. The Bible says to be absent from the bodies, to be pleasant with the Lord. I promise you, when you take the last breath here, you'll be in heaven or you'll be in hell. It's just that simple. You say, preacher, I wish there was a purgatory. I do. But there's none. It's a lie. It's a deception. There's two gates. And it's personal. Number two, there's two trees. That speaks of products. What are you producing? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth corrupt, fruit, evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, and neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall. Know them. God didn't say we ought to judge one another, but I'm telling you this much: I can tell you, if an apple tree is an apple tree, I try. I can tell you, if an orange tree is an orange tree, and you know how I, I look, I know what an apple looks like. I know what an orange looks like. Here's here's the thing. It's one thing to say, "I'm an apple tree." But then you're producing oranges. Do you realize that is an utter impossibility. It is tot- it is a it is the law that God has put in place will make makes that a totally impossibility. The truth of the matter is if you are an apple tree. You can't have it. You're going to produce apples. You can't. You say, i really, I'm going to squeeze out an orange. I don't care how much you try. Can I help some of you? That's the reason why a lot of people are quitting and throwing in the towel and giving up the truth. They're trying to live something they could never live. Before you got saved, you couldn't live it. After you got saved, you can't live it. Jesus lived it through us. The reality is, in his own fleshly nature, the Bible says there's none good, no, not one. The truth is, apart from Christ, we can't live it. I love this. Oh, um, preacher, I'm trying to remember what his name was. He went to a seminar. And there was a seminar on positive Speaking and influence. And he said, in the morning, look in the mirror and say, You are good. You are good. He got up in the morning, his hair sticking up, and he looked in the mirror, and he said, You are not worth shooting. He said, I just can't lie. You're just not even worth shooting. Can I help you if, 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 it's, if, it's, if you have this mindset, you have a disease. If you have this mindset, you've got a disease and and, it, and, it, and it's worse than any any physical disease you could ever have. If you really believe that I'm here big bad Christian and everybody else is here you are eat up with pride. And God said He'll resist you. God said He'll He'll stand against you And you know why? Because the fruit Has two trees What are you producing? What are you producing? Now you can choose Where you go to heaven or not You can choose how you'll live your life You can choose Whether you want to honor God or not But the one thing you won't choose Is the fruit it produces Because it will Produce what you are. Two trees. Not only that. And it's, the Bible says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now listen, for he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Uh, it, it, it's the it's the law of cause and effect. Has the ideal of of a farmer who sows wheat and he expects to reap to to to, to, to reap wheat. And, and if he didn't, it would be total chaos in our world. You can laugh at Christianity. You can laugh at the Bible. You can reject truth. You you can you can laugh at others that that love God. You can put them down and. You make your small comments and you can try to lift yourself up, but the reality is you will produce what you are and you're not going to mock God. We'll reap what we sow. We, and then also we tend to think that, now, now this is where we really mess up. We think we're the exception. We think I can choose the world over God I can choose the world over God, but yet get a different result in the end. And, and it just—it's just not going to happen. It's one of Satan's greatest lies. Uh, well, you—you you, you just don't have to go to church all the time live right. Well, that's a lie. Because you can't live right unless you do go to church. It's a lie. Well, I, I, I don't have to obey God. I'm an exception to the rule. And what we have to understand is I, I mean, hold, hold your hand up. Everybody hold your hand up. Right, and write right this. Pull this. Are you robed in flesh or are you got feathers and you're a turkey? <laughs> are you robed in flesh? Rotten, stinking flesh. Uh, the kind of flesh that if it wasn't by the grace of God you'll do anything. That kind of flesh. Hey, young people, are you listening? You're roped in it too. You're roped in it. That, that kind of flesh is, that's as wicked as all get out. You say, how hey, you prove it? Okay, don't take a bath for a week. I guarantee you, your flesh will stink. I guarantee you it will. See, because we think we're the exception. I can choose the world over God. I can choose to believe. Boy, I love them. Well, I, I know what the Bible says, but I believe. Do you think what you believe? Hallelujah. You have me preach, honey. Don't, don't, choose, don't put your head. She's fine. Say amen. You have me preach. rest of this crowd, they're about half dead. They're, they're, they might wake up. You realize? Here's, I know what the Bible says, but I believe. Can I help you? Since when does what you believe or I believe override what God has already said? It doesn't, and it never will. I love this. I love this. It blows my mind when I hear this thing. Preacher, I heard what you said. I heard what you said uh, about the house of God and being here on Sunday, being I Heard what you said, but we won't be here this weekend. And somehow or another, and I, uh, and I'm looking at him. I'm saying, you don't understand. It's not what I say. I'm like the messengers in Job. I'm going to do me a message on those that survived the trials. There was four servants came, I and only I, and left to tell you. Somebody had to tell the story. I'm kind of thinking that's just preachers, amen. Anyway, and the Bible says, He hath the Son hath life, and he hath not the Son of God hath not life. Die with Christ you win. Die without Christ you lose. Choices produce a product. I would love this. A farmer was teaching his son how to farm. And the day came for planting. And he got the tractor. And he'd been working with him on the tractor. And man, he got, but today on planning. Who said, now, son? He said, I tell you what I want you to do. He said, I want you to promise me. He said, after you make two rows that you get off the tractor. And get up under there and make sure the bins, the, the chute is not clogged up. He said, it has a tendency to get clogged up under there. He said, son, promised me that after ever two rows, you would stop and do that. Well, he made two rows. He jumps off the crack, tractor, looks under that. Everything's good. He makes two more rows. Everything looks good. He makes two more rows. Everything looks good. But on the fourth time getting off that tractor, he looks and he said, Man, he said, this is the biggest waste of time. I can get this field done in about half the time if I didn't have to crawl on and off his tractor all the time. Now I know what Dad said, but I don't think it'll happen today. So he goes to plant, he goes to planting and he just forgets about getting off. He goes up and down, up and down. Finally he said, Man, it's time for me to load the hoppers back up so he goes up to the barn and opens the hopper and to his amazement one hopper is about empty but one's about half full and he looks down under there and sure enough it's got clogged up well he fixes it goes back to plowing. plow and he stops every two rows and unclogs it because his daddy told him. If it gets clogged up and you don't catch it, you're going to have to go down that road and uncover all the dirt and find out where, the, where you stopped planting seed. And he said, you know, dad will never know. He'll never know. I mean, coin gets up ahead. Who's going to know anyhow? He said, I, I, I nobody's not going to never know. About six weeks he got off the bus and his dad was standing there. His dad's never standing there, but he was this day. And he got off the bus. He said, son, come here. He said, now, what's going on? Because he had forgotten. He said, son, come with me. And he takes him out to the field. And sure enough, whole row after row. One row had a pretty line of corn come up, but the next row was empty. Another row had a handful of corn, and the next one was empty. He said, Now, son, did the thing get clogged up? And he said, No, it didn't. And he said, Son, did it get clogged up? And he knew if Dad asked him the second time, he'd give the wrong answer the first time. He said, Well, just once. He said, Yep, I I knew that. She said, So he hands him a bag and some corn, and a hoe. He said, now you're going to get to plant it all by hand. He said, so I suggest you start now. He worked for three days replanting all that corn by hand. You know why? He thought he could sow something. He thought he could sow something and reap something different. Folks, we're not going to reap something different because two trees produce something. Not only is there two gates and two trees, but there are two buildings. Predictability. Therefore, hear these sayings of mine, and do them. I will liken him to a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And God said, there's some things going to take place. You see, in Genesis chapter 4 and verse 3, the process of time Cain brought the fruit of the ground and offering unto to the Lord. And Abel also brought a firstling of the flock and a fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel to his offering. But unto Cain his offering he had not respect. Cain was very wroth. His countenance failed. See, God required a sacrifice to be that of blood. And, and a sacrifice... He accepted Abel's, but he rejected Cain's. Here's what he said. Cain. He said, If thou doest well, shall not, shall not, shall thou not be accepted? If thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. The choice is predictable. You you don't have to guess about it. Tonight here, tonight here, every decision determines your direction. And every direction ultimately determines your destiny. I want you to listen to that again. Every decision determines your direction. And every direction ultimately determines your destiny. There's a lesson in spiritual choices. There's a lesson in similar characteristics. Buildings don't build themselves. We are laborers together with God, 1 Corinthians 3 9. You are God's husbandry, you are God's building. And according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereon. Both of these men in, in chapter 7 heard the same directions. They heard the same. The Bible says, Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, they both heard the same truth. They had the same desires. How you know? They both built a house. Their desire was to build a house. And whether we like it or not, we're building a life. And so we realize that they had the same desires. They had the same design. There's no there's no reference. There is no reference here. That one house was built out of steel while the other one was built out of paper. They had the same design, the same directions, and uh, and the same that they suffered the same distress. Oh, I wished we could get this. It would really change our life. Nothing comes in anybody. There's no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. But God will with the temptation, but God is faithful and will with the temptation make a way of escape. Every one of us, have the same distresses in life and the same issues. You know, how many of you, is there anybody here, Duke Power loves you so much that they don't send you a lot bill? Is there anybody here that you're the exception? Duke Power just loves you. they They just love you so much that they send you a letter, said thank you for being our favorite customer. You don't have a lot bill this month. Do we have anybody like that? There's no exceptions. Can I help you tonight? All of these, the Bible says, He maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Here's your difference. The wise man, the wise man knew a storm was coming. The wise man knew the storm was coming. The foolish man thought he was the exception. I can get around it. I don't have to do God's principles. I can reject what God said. I don't have to do any of that. So there is a lesson in spiritual choices. There's a look in similar characteristics. Had you walked by on a sunny day, you would have looked. How, how many of you uh, know uh, Griffith's houses? Ben Griffith's houses. He builds the split foyer. How many of you can pick it out anywhere? No matter where. You know why he builds them all the same. Down my where I live, down that street, he has built one, two. There's four of them, and, and they may shift the the. the uh, driveway in, I mean the the door or the steps and they may may, may change them up a little bit, but they're all, and and they all got some. They got that little window right down the top of them. If you notice it's a little bit square octagon window. But I can look at the house and say, Ben Griffin built the house. Had you walked by that day, had you walked by that day, you would have not have been able to have told anything different. Hey, by the way, I cannot walk through this church and tell you the good Christian versus the bad one. I cannot walk through here on a Sunday morning and say, boy, this is a good one, that's a good one, this one's not a good one, this one's in trouble, that's in... I, I can't do that. Because the truth is, they all look the same on a sunny day. But notice the subtle contrast. They had contrasting foundations. The base of your salvation. I I need to ask you a question. I, I need you to really listen to me. When you talk about your salvation, is it about you or is it about what Jesus did for you? Let me ask you a question. Eternity might hang in the balance. Have you ever been a sinner? Have you ever recognized I'm a sinner? I'm a sinner. I, I could grow by this church as an 11-year-old boy. Paul Robinson preached on the prodigal son. I said, amen, preach it, because that's not me. That wasn't me. Amen. God, see, God's having mercy and grace on me. he give me a shouter. Amen. And because that was my brother. And, but then Paul Robinson said, but let's stop and talk about the boy that stayed at home. He's as much a sinner as a prodigal. I said, oh God, that's me. And he thinks he's because he's at home and he does exactly what he's supposed to. He does good, 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 good. But he's a sinner just like the prodigal. But preacher, I, I've never gotten drunk. I've never smoked wacky weed. I don't talk back to my parents. I'm good, good, good. I'm, 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 I'm the epitome of good. Your goodness will drop you into hell for a time in eternity. Have you ever seen the fact that you're a sinner? And the only thing that will save you is the blood of Jesus. And when you die... You stand and give an account. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. And you die for your sins or you stand there. And about that time, Jesus steps up and said, I died in his place. I shed my blood in his place. My blood's been applied to his sin. And they've been washed away. And I get to go free because, hallelujah, what Jesus did, not what I've done, what Jesus did. Salvation's about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Had Jesus not come by, I'd went to hell at a breakneck speed. Tonight, what are you building on? What's your foundation? Are you building on? What are you building on? I was reading, I was reading, uh, R. A. Torrey, uh, A. W. Tozer this week, and and he's talking about the largest building, the largest building, in uh, I believe it's in China, Japan, but anyway, thousands and thousands and thousands of of, of tons of concrete is under that thing. It's amazing. And I meant to bring it, and forgot it. it's amazing the foundation. But i got something greater than that. I'm building on the blood of Jesus Christ. And you know what he'll do? He'll spend throughout eternity contrasting foundations. Not only that, but there is a contrast in faith. Don't miss this. There's a contrast in faith. You say, where do you get that? The Bible says, Wherefore, whosoever heareth these sins of mine and doeth them. You do that by faith. And the great, the great mark of faith is this. It's when God speaks to you, do you do it? Then you're wise. He you said, oh, I'm just not going to do that. I, I know what the Bible says, but then you're foolish. It's that simple. Whoever does it, whoever doesn't do it. And you know what I found? I found this. The wise people that just obey God don't really struggle too much with other people. I'm amazed at that. People that really genuinely want to obey God, everybody else just don't seem to unnerve them too much. Because you realize That it's just by the grace of God I am what I am And it is a faith It's contrast. And then one said No, the foolish is one that doeth it not And the Bible says His house was built on the sand And the rain came James one twenty two. Be ye doers of the word and not cares only Deceiving your own selves Luke six forty six Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and not and do not the things which I say? Let's just try a couple on here. See how we test time. Okay, you don't need a piece of paper and pencil. You you can take this test verbally. Love one another. Okay, how are we doing? Yes or no? Well, you don't know. It, it, it's not in the sentence. It's not in the question. Love ye. How can you love him whom you've not seen if you can't love those whom you have seen? The little box right beside of it, you see it, it's got yes or no. Well, I, I love most everybody. Well, that ain't what it says, is it? Oh, let's try this and. Obey them to have the rule over you. Talking about those in authorities over you that God's placed in your life. Well, I tell you one thing, I'm going to be a good Christian, but I stay right now, bless God. I I, I'm not going to do anything. I don't care what that boss man says, then you're not a good Christian because you're dis you're doing it not. I I know what no. And we display that. We display that when, when people ask me all the time, and, 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 and I can understand this. I, I really can. They'll come up to me and they come and give this deer in the headlight look, said, Why does God let you, Pastor? And I just kind of look at them and said, I don't know. But the truth is, I do know. And here's why. God has never asked me to do anything that I didn't do. But don't miss this. Before I became a pastor, I was a deacon, and all the pastor had to do was just say what he would like to have happen. I made it happen. Sunday school teachers said we're going to do this. Choir leaders said we're going to do this. I just done it. Just done it. You say, why? Because at that time, they were the authorities in my life. Here's what I want you to get a hold of. And this is good for every mom and daddy here. When we keep the authorities, we can see. Tell me what time is it you're going to keep the authorities? Authority, God, you don't see. And it will happen. Contrast in faith. Contrast in faith. Not only a contrast in faith, but notice this, a contrast in future. The rains descended, the floods came, and the winds blew. And beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. I notice something here, rain comes from above. That's when God Test our faith. Flood comes from below. That's when Satan tests our faith. Winds come from the sides, circumstances test our faith. But everyone's house is good till the storm comes. If God will allow you to live in Job 1, verses 1 through 3, you're okay. But it's in the 41 plus chapters. Life starts at you decide where you're wise or foolish. And don't don't miss this. Life presents many choices, and the choices we make determine our future. You're not going to build without the elements coming true. Rain's going to come. What the wind blew yesterday? Man, it blew. Guess what? It blew on my house just like it blew on your house. Here tonight, how are you building? How are you building? That's all stand to feet. Every head bowed never every eye closed. Here tonight.